joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. everyone and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, your host, and today as always, it is my goal to give you just a little bit more information about how you can make your life more healthier and well by decreasing your stress and feeling vibrant and energized. And my guest today has worked with thousands of people but one you might be familiar with or recognize is the actress named Suzanne Summers. And Suzanne Summers attributes this gentleman with helping her to keep herself energized and vibrant and free of um, illness and just feeling really, really good. Um, my guest understands that the assault stress takes on our bodies um, really, really can take a toll on us to the point that it brings or manifests disease in our bodies. And um, he is here to share with us some ways, um, not only to talk to us about stress, but here to share with us some ways that we might be able to revitalize ourselves by decreasing stress and being healthy and well. Um, my guest is named Dr. Michael Galitzer, and he is the medical director of the American Health Institute. And so today, I would like to take this opportunity to welcome you, Dr. Michael Galitzer. How are you today? I'm great, Rochelle. How are you today? I am feeling fabulous. And um, I know that you're you have a background in emergency medicine, and I do too as a registered nurse. That was my discipline I practice in. And so I know you've seen a lot on the effects of how stress and, and illness can really take a toll on our body for some of the, you know, in some of the worst ways. What I want you to share with the listeners is you are more of a, I would say, a holistic or a more innovative practicing type of physician. Can you share with the listeners just how you or why you decide to make that transition from, you know, straight allopathic medicine to um, the approach that you take today? Well, uh, it's an interesting story. I was pretty much a burnt-out emergency room doctor. did it for 15 years. I uh, was board certified and, uh, you know, looking for a change. It's just a hard job to 24-hour uh, shifts, uh, a lot of deaths and uh, disease and uh, hospital politics too, actually. Uh, so I was looking for a change, came across an opportunity to uh, do general practice in nutrition in a clinic in Los Angeles. And I knew the general practice from being an ER doc, but really didn't have much of a clue about nutrition. This was early 1986. Uh -huh. And uh, so I figured, well, I'll learn nutrition. So I went to seminars and got tapes and uh, uh, read as many books as I could, got a nutritionist, and uh, started seeing patients. Nobody got any better. And one of the people that uh, didn't get better was my best friend at the time. And having run all these new tests, found out he had mercury toxicity uh, from his silver fillings that were leaking. Uh, so I heard the expert talk on it, asked the expert who was from out of town who I could refer my patient to, and told me about a dentist in Los Angeles, and I sent him to the dentist in Los Angeles. And uh, the, at that time, the only way to figure out what metals were good to put into somebody's teeth was to uh, get a blood test, like a food allergy test, to tell you which metals were compatible with your teeth right. and which metals were not compatible. And uh, got that, and when he came back from the dentist, uh, my friend said, well, you just wouldn't believe this guy, but he had some device that measured skin resistance, and he gave me a whole list of uh, metals that were good and metals that were not good. But huh touching my finger with this device. Well, the results of this guy's testing were exactly the same as the blood tests. And I said, well, if you could figure this out from uh, uh, testing somebody's finger and measuring skin resistance, I want to meet this guy. So he told me about this technology that come out of Europe called electrodermal screening and uh, had come out of Europe and was being taught here in Los Angeles where uh -huh. I was living at the time and still are. And uh, so I went and took the seminar, and uh, I learned all about uh, 
bioenergetic testing. I learned about toxicity. I, you know, then got into a technique course at UCLA about acupuncture for physicians. And uh-huh. so I slowly moved into this whole area of, uh, uh, of energetic health, of uh, looking at life from a you know, point of view of uh, increasing toxicity, whether it be environmental or nutritional right. or emotional. Uh-huh. And uh, got into the world of homeopathy and herbs and acupuncture and uh, and actually, well, so you just it was at started, that point that I learned nutrition. Yeah, so you just kind of started, um, things started, technology um, started evolving, uh, coming to you, and you started seeking of learn, to learn more about it and found out that, well, gee, some of this stuff has credence, and just started um, really educating yourself and, and going that path and, and discovered that it worked, right? Right, and, and most important, what I did find out was that uh, in order for something to help another person, it has to be effective and tolerated. Uh, that means it has to work, that's effectivity, and right. tolerated means it does no harm. And, you know, a lot of medicine is basically, uh, uh, a lot of medicines are quite effective but poorly tolerated by the body. Right. So this technology enabled me to uh, 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 individualize exactly which formulas, which homeopathics, which herbs, which nutrition, which which antidepressants, which antibiotics, uh, when it came down to having to use those kind of medicines for people, would work for that individual person, which I think gives a practitioner a, an invaluable uh, 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 gain. Right. Uh, it's really a, an amazing thing. Now, there's some people who can do muscle testing. There's some people that uh, uh can do other forms of testing, but you've got to be able to figure out what works for a person, now, uh, let me, what's effective and what's tolerated. Let me ask you this. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know how our society today, we have all these stressors um, just everywhere. I mean, it, it's actually become so prevalent that a lot of people don't even recognize some of the stressors as being stressors. Now, when you do your bioengenetics, and I, I want you to explain just a little bit more because that might be really, you know, I know what you're talking about, but I'm a medical professional as well. So um, it might be way over the term for people. So I want you to just give them the quick and dirty on that. But with regards to that testing, is there way, is there, does a test show whether a person's body is more stressed by what's manifested in the results of the test or it does it give you guidelines as to base what might be out of balance, and then once you get those things back into balance, um, the problem is corrected. Well, the real advantage of the test is is really to uh, find out what people need, uh, you know, to get them back into balance. It's really not a diagnostic tool in terms of uh, uh, telling a person what disease they have, or it's really all about uh, what what would put them back in a balance. There are other tests that we use that actually give us an indication. We do bioimpedance testing where we have electrodes on the wrist and on the uh, uh, hand, and we can measure uh, body fat, body water, uh, cellular regeneration. We also do heart rate variability, which is another objective test where we can get an idea about the autonomic nervous system or the automatic nervous system. Uh, the system that controls your automatic things like blood pressure, pulse, breathing. Right. And that can actually assess stress levels in the body, can give us information about uh, the health of the adrenal glands, which are really the first glands affected by stress. So those of those last two, the bioimpedance and heart rate variability, uh, are really diagnostic tests. Uh, of course, we do blood testing and we do a physical on all patients. Uh, but the, evalu- the advantage of the bioenergetic testing is to exactly pinpoint uh, what a person needs, and okay. usually, what a person needs is some sort of combination of uh, uh, natural formulas to reduce toxicity, natural formulas to balance the uh, hormonal system, the adrenals, the thyroid, the pancreas, the pituitary, uh, and also uh, uh, what emotional remedies they might need. Uh, right. For and things like that. So now, when you do, do you often see um, patients that clients, patients that come in to you, do they, do they come in for a specific reason? Is it, do you see a lot of people come in for stress-related issues where the adrenals are going um, 9,000 miles an hour and they have all these, you know, hormones, uh, stress hormones that are in the body? Or do you, you just have people that come to you that generally just aren't feeling good and, and not as vibrant as, as they once were? 
Right. Well, that's that's a great question. You know, I don't I see the I don't feel well people, uh, and you know, or I see the people that say, well, uh, I don't feel nearly as well. I don't have any as much energy as I had ten years ago. Uh, and so basically uh, most of medicine sees health as the absence of disease, whereas I see health on one end, disease on the other, and people with a whole bunch of symptoms, whether it be fatigue, whether it be I can't fall asleep, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night, I have allergies, my joints hurt, uh, headaches, migraines. Those are the kind of people that I see. Now, they're not diseased, but they're also not healthy. And right. so the I don't feel well really is, and again, uh, you can run blood tests on most of these people, and you won't find a disease. And you can do as many x-rays as you want, and you won't find a disease. Right. And those are the kind of people I see, people that uh, basically uh, have been told there's really not much wrong with you. You don't have a disease, so go out and live your life, reduce your stress levels. Right. And take uh, a medication, whether it be, you know, a symptomatic relief. And so really that's what I see. I see a lot of hormonal imbalances. I see a lot of women in there. Uh, 40s and 50s and men in their 50s and 60s who have uh, become depleted of the sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone for women and testosterone for men. I see a lot of that. Do you think that, um, do you think that that is related to them being stressed and overwhelmed or do you think it's more related to the time period in their life? Uh, I think both are, you know, play a role. I think that we all live in a, uh, society where, uh, unfortunately, the word stress is uh, totally overused, mm-hmm. probably the most popular word in English language. And it's the invoke term it, now. <laughs> right. I think people use it to uh, kind of explain their aberrant behavior right. or uh, whatever it is they can't do. And uh, But ultimately, stress is a good thing. Uh, stress is a good thing when it's a challenge. Uh, but repeatedly, uh, we live in a world where there are environmental stressors. There's mercury, there's uh, pesticides, the the food supply is not exactly in great shape. Uh, There's toxins in the air and the water. So we've got the environmental stressors, we've got the nutritional stressors. There seems to be a huge issue with uh, genetically modified food, GMO. Uh, The wheat and the gluten seems to be a problem. Food allergies are a problem. A lot of people have problems with dairy. And then you've got the emotional stressors. And those three firing at the same time in a lot of people ultimately cause the adrenal glands to have to secrete stress hormones to neutralize uh, and the effect of those stressors. And right. the stress hormones being cortisol and DHEA. Now, eventually, those adrenal glands get a little tired. They can't keep up with uh, the assault. And there's insufficient cortisol and insufficient DHEA in many of these people. And th- at that point, when the adrenals cannot respond adequately to stress, which we can see on a heart rate variability test, uh, it's at that point that people start uh, uh, getting tired. Right. People can't deal with the, the stuff in their lives. And what happens at that point is is that in a woman in their 40s, uh, the adrenals represent survival and the ovaries represent reproduction. Right. And when you get depleted from DHEA and cortisol, you start converting your own progesterone to cortisol and your own estrogen to DHEA. Uh, to maintain survival at the expense of reproduction. Right. And so consequently get depleted of your uh, sex hormones at an earlier and earlier age. And a lot of these women have these menopausal symptoms in their 40s. And the treatment of that is not only to give them the natural hormones that they need, estrogen and progesterone, but to really work hard on strengthening the adrenal glands. And there's a whole lot of things we can do for adrenals. So when you do both, is when you get your best results with a woman in their 40s and 50s. Wow, that's so interesting. I, I, I just, uh, I, you know, I love hearing all this, this information because it's something that I think everyone needs to know. I mean, we didn't, you just didn't address women; you addressed the fellas as well. And what I want to really emphasize for the listeners is that when you're under this constant stress. Now, we're not saying stress is not a bad thing because there are times where you need to be stressed so you can get things going in cases of where you're being attacked or being chased by a bear or something like that. You need that fight or flight to kick in and get things going. However, it's the constant everyday grind of being in that state that burns out the adrenal glands and causes, you know, stress-related uh illnesses and and things to manifest in your life where you're just not feeling energetic and not vibrant and you're just kind of slugging through life 
but you're not feeling your best. You're just doing what you have to do because you have to do it, and and that's not a good way to live. So, right I'd at love- that point, yeah, at that point, uh, stress is no longer a challenge. Stress becomes a threat. Right. And uh, you can't even distinguish between little stressors and large stressors, and you start overreacting to little things, and then you realize, hey, what did I do that for? Exactly. So it, it's a circle, and that circle uh, continues and continues until you, you know, are able to. Uh, stop this process, uh, try to eliminate the environmental, nutritional, and uh, emotional stressors, and at the same time, uh, have a complete approach to strengthening your adrenal glands. Now, I know at, um, at the American Health Institute, you you do a variety of things when a client comes in to you, and can you, do you do anything with regards to their diet? Absolutely. Well, you know, we first want to take a complete uh, dietary and lifestyle history. And so we can uh, we look at uh, do you drink coffee, do you drink alcohol, uh, do you smoke cigarettes, do you drink Coca-Cola, uh, do you drink tea? Uh, as for food intakes, pork, bacon, ham, sausage, we ask about red meat, chicken, fish. Uh, when we talk about fish, we ask them if they eat a lot of tuna because there seems to be a lot of mercury in tuna. Want to know about dairy? I want to know about their carbohydrate intake, whether or not they eat wheat, and uh, whether or not they eat fast food. Uh, do they eat fruits, vegetables, sweeteners? Do they eat the sweet, you know, have the sweet and low or the, mm-hmm. uh, or versus the stevia? Uh, we also want to know about sugar intake, salt intake. Do they crave sugar or salt? And then we move over to the, you know, probably the more important things, uh, or as important, do they exercise? Do they drink a lot of water? Uh, do they take supplements? Do they have any root canals in their teeth? Do they have any silver fillings in their teeth? Uh, we look at the uh, the deeper things. Do you meditate? How's your relationship? Um, do you like your work? Are you happy? Do you consider right. yourself to be healthy? And what about your purpose in life? Uh, are you on purpose? Do you feel connected to uh, to God or to a higher power? Do you feel safe? What about your support system, family, friends? And we want to know if you're having enough fun in your life. Was childhood fun? Mm-hmm. And most importantly, uh, we want to know if you're excited. What excites you? Where's your passion? And, again, what do you feel grateful for? Right. And as to those latter, I find that uh, purpose, passion, and gratitude seem to be uh, three of the more important things on the inner plane that uh, people really need to address. Oh, I love it. It seems like, okay, so I'm an Ayurvedic health practitioner, and everything that you just explained is basically what I do if someone comes in, in, in to see me or what Ayurveda is all about. And just hearing you articulate it so well um, just made my heart just lighten up because it, it's, it's beautiful. And, and it's important that people know that all of that, all of the stuff you just mentioned is so important to your overall health and wellness. And a lot of people don't even realize that some of the stuff that's not tangible beyond diet and exercise um, they don't even realize that those elements are missing, and they're they're really important to overall health and wellness. So that's beautiful that you you do that. Now, do you ever recommend any? Let me go back. Do you do you think that um, water play? I know you mentioned how much water a person drinks, but is there a certain type of water? Um, that we should be aware of, or or should we be drinking our well water? Should we be drinking the city water? What about bottled waters? I mean, does water play an important role in, in any of this process? Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, you have to drink enough water, uh, which is, uh, and I would say that uh, if the urine is dark, you, you're not drinking enough water. You really want to drink water to uh, to where your work, uh, urine is clear. Uh, as to water, you know, there's a whole range of waters out there. It's become... Uh, quite a you know a popular thing to be drinking different bottled water yeah uh we've had experience with the volvic water v-o-l-v-i-c it's a french water that uh is actually owned by evian uh and it's a much better water than the evian water uh and uh when you look at water you know the germans were able to test water in terms of ph electrons which is called redox and mineral levels and you know we found that you don't want a high mineral water uh, but at the same time, distilled water is not a great drinking water for long-term use. Right. It has no minerals. So you really want a water with that's alkaline, that's got lots of electrons, 
and has the right amount of minerals. And Volvix uh, has been studied uh, quite extensively, and you can actually measure that with uh, 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 what's called biotechnology uh, devices. Mm -hmm. And uh, Volvix water has been found to be a great water. So uh, I recommend Volvix water. You know, you can get it at Whole Foods. Uh, I don't find the plastic to be that big of an issue. Uh, okay. I think if you look at the bottom of the water, uh, there are grades of, pla of they grade the plastic from one to seven. Right. Uh, one being the best, and you'll notice Volvic has a one. Uh, I think when plastic comes into play, it's when you leave that water in the sun or in high heat for a while or in oh, a car car. Okay. I think that's that seems to be a problem. Uh, ideally, I think you, you you know ideally if you had your ideal water. It would be Volvic water, I think, in glass bottles, uh, although I don't think they're doing that. Uh, but I, th I would recommend that Volvic water is a great water, and I think a lot of these uh, alkaline waters are, are helpful. Uh, I don't think it's the, the sole answer, but I think that the, uh, you know, the problem with the body is that we accumulate toxins or acids. Yeah, can and you explain a little bit about that with regards to because um, I'm sure people are wondering, well, why would I need to drink more, you know, an alkaline water? Water is water, and, you know, why is that alkaline water going to be more beneficial to me? Can you explain a little bit about that? Sure. Well, basically, we become too acidic or too toxic through our lifestyle. As an example, if, if you have somebody who drinks coffee, drinks alcohol, smokes cigarettes, eats a lot of sugar, uh, then their bodies will become too acidic. If you were to measure their urine with the first morning urine uh, with a pH strip, you'd find the urine in the in the low fives, which is very acidic. Uh, our bodies don't work well when we're acidic. The red cells uh, don't deliver enough oxygen uh, to the cells when we're too acidic. So we want to get alkaline. And how do we get alkaline is through lots of vegetables, some fruits, and alkaline water will help in that regard. So the more vegetables we have, uh, in our diet, the more alkaline our diet gets. But more important than that is that we really want to get these acids or toxins out of the body, and we have systems that are designed to do that, the liver, the lymph, and the kidneys. Mm -hmm. And if we can stimulate the liver, lymph, and kidneys, uh, that can help get the acids out uh, just as well as by eating an alkaline diet. So it's a combination approach. We want to give formulas, herbs, homeopathics, acupuncture, uh, certain supplements to help stimulate the liver, kidneys, and lymph. At the same time, we want to have a more vegetarian diet, juice and green vegetables, uh, wheatgrass juice. So all those are alkalinizing. And so it's a two-pronged approach, change your diet, but also stimulate the excretion systems of the body uh, in order to reduce tissue acidity. Now, do you recommend or uh, incorporate any kind of uh, detoxification programs or? Um... Well, you know, that's uh, that's an area that everybody seems to have a uh, 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 an idea about. And there's a big difference between detoxification and drainage. Uh, detoxification really is getting the, removing the toxins from their binding sites in the body. Uh, and drainage has to be has to do with stimulating the excretion organs of the body, liver, kidneys, and lymph. And you really have to do drainage first before you can detoxify. And the reason being is, as an example, fasting is a very good way of detoxifying the body. However, a lot of people get sick right. uh, when they get when they fast. And the reason being is is that the fasting causes the toxins to leave the cells, go into the bloodstream, but because the liver, kidney, lymph systems are clogged up, right. the toxins can't leave the body. So you really have to stimulate the excretion organs or the drainage organs first with, uh, again, what we talked about, the liver, kidneys, and lymph, before you can detoxify. And if you do it in that order, in that sequence, you'll be much, um, you'll get a much better result and you won't get the side effects that uh, people frequently have. We do, or we recommend colonics as a way of uh, detoxifying. Can you explain? Uh, explain a little bit about the colonics. I know what they are, but I'm not sure. Sure, Col uh, colon hydrotherapy is a way of introducing uh, water uh, into the rectum, and uh, once you soak the rectum with enough water, uh, you'll uh, cause the stool to leave the body. Mm -hmm. And uh, people have a lot more stool uh, than they uh, ever imagined. And so uh, that's another effective way of detoxification, and infrared sauna uh, is a great way to detoxify. And so, again, if we can do drainage first, liver, kidney, lymph, excretion system stimulated, followed by 
detoxification of your choice, whether it be fasting, whether it be colon hydrotherapy or infrared sauna or some combination, you get a much better result. And what would, what would be some of the benefits that someone would, after going through this process, would experience? What would they see? Um, their eyes would be a lot wider, number one. Uh, I think they'd have more vitality. Uh, they'd sleep better. And, again, I think sleep is, is what I see. Sleep seems to be the uh, one of the huge issues uh, with the people that I see. People just either can't fall asleep uh, or they, when they fall asleep, they wake up a lot uh, between the middle, in the middle of the night, especially between 1 and 3. And, again, that's in Chinese medicine, as you know. Liver time. So right. when the liver is agitated or we call it stressed energetically, not as uh, strong or sluggish would be a better word. People frequently wake up between one and three. That's when the energy of the body is, is strongest in the liver channel. And so, uh, and sleep is really uh, key. Uh, the first four hours of sleep are more physical regeneration, whereas the latter part of sleep, more emotional regeneration. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I would say that uh, one of the great results of reducing toxicity uh, and, and uh, strengthening the liver is uh, improved sleep, which uh, you get a good night's sleep, boy, you just pop out of bed with some energy in the morning. Yeah. So, um, as you know, sleep is really key. So I would say if we can get people to sleep through the night, uh, they'll come back really, really well. Do you have any tips for anyone listening that might be having this problem and they can't get to you, to, you know, right away, but um, they might be on in New York or Maine or somewhere and listening? Do you have any tips that someone can utilize until they can possibly get to you? Or Are you talking about them? tips to help them sleep? Yes. Um, well, there's a few things uh, that are simple things. First of all, ideally you should sleep with your head to the north. Uh, and, of course, that causes people to have to change their bedrooms, and sometimes it's not that easy to get your head to the north. Uh, you don't want anything electric in the bedroom. Uh, the bedroom has to be as quiet as possible. So elect- no uh, water beds, no electric blankets on. Uh, the electrical alarm clock should be at least nine feet from uh, from your head. Mm-hmm. And nothing uh, electric on. Uh, one of the real bugaboos that people have are, you know, their cell phones that are on in the in their bedroom or right. their uh, portable portable phones uh, that they have in in the house. Uh, get those out of the bedroom. So we want the bedroom as electrically quiet as you can. Uh, another huge key is to stop eating three hours before you go to sleep mm-hmm. and stop drinking uh, four hours before you go to sleep, drinking alcohol. And also water. You know, we got a lot of people that, uh, you know, say, well, you know, I'm waking up, especially guys, you know, I wake up a few times to urinate in the middle of the night. And, right. Uh, and then you talk to them, and they're drinking water till about 11 o'clock at night. So we try to tell them to drink lots of water, but try to stop after 6. And, again, uh, keep your stomach as uh, quiet as you can, uh, at least for three hours uh, before you go to sleep. So those are tips that actually help a whole lot of people. And... Uh, are easy things to do to try to improve your sleep. Um, oh. Melatonin seems to help a lot of people. Uh-huh. Uh, some people aren't helped as much by melatonin. Magnesium before you go to sleep seems to be very helpful. Uh, there's some herbs. Uh, valerian is a great herb for sleep. Yes. Uh, so there are a whole lot of things that people can do uh, pretty easily to, to change that sleep cycle. Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much. I know just that piece alone, people... If they didn't stop, if they were driving and they didn't stop to write this down, they should have because um, this information is golden. And sleep is very, so very important to how we function throughout our day and how we deal with, as we say, quote, unquote, the everyday stresses of our world. So um, if you have a good night's sleep, you do. You jump up, you feel vibrant, and your day just seems to really flow much better. Now, I know you do some really other yummy stuff, and I call it yummy because um, everybody wants to know about this. Um, you specifically do some stuff with or around anti-aging. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, sure. Be glad to. The the anti-aging approach basically is we've covered a lot of that already in, mm-hmm. in this talk. Uh, number one, we want to reduce toxicity. Uh, number two, we want to optimize nutrition. Uh, number three, we want to exercise uh, fairly regularly. Uh, number four, we want to take the right supplements. 
Uh, number five, we want to make sure our teeth are in good shape. Remove all mercury fillings. Uh, and also uh, check to see if there are any uh, problems with root canal teeth. Uh, so the teeth can be a real source, or periodontal disease can mm -hmm. be a real source of problems. So we want to make sure the mouth is in good shape. And uh, lastly, we want to have optimal hormonal balance. Uh, we want to know where the thyroid is, where the adrenals are. Thyroid, we can check fairly readily with a blood test. Uh, adrenal function, we see it with heart rate variability, uh, but we can also see it with saliva samples uh, every four hours. And then we want to look at the, uh, the sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone. In a, in a woman, we can look at blood tests and testosterone in a male, although we can also look at blood tests. Uh -huh. uh, when you take a look, go a little further, uh, uh, kind of put the icing on the cake after all that is done. It's kind of like uh, you can turbocharge your car with growth hormone, but you want to make sure you've got four wheels on the car. And those four wheels are really the thyroid, the adrenal. Uh, the sex hormones, and insulin in the pancreas. And once you have the four wheels on the car and you've reduced your toxicity, you're taking the right supplements, your mouth is clear of uh, disease, uh, then, then you can turbocharge with uh, growth hormone if, in fact, the blood test shows you to be very, very low. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that, uh, you know, looking at all those parameters are, are really the keys to a successful anti-aging approach. Wow, that's that's very interesting. Um, so getting making sure that your hormone status and you are in balance is is really key uh, to creating longevity and vitality and in, in that anti aging process. Along with, you know, what's really interesting is you mentioned the teeth and the mouth and how many people don't even realize that the health of their mouth you know, is reflective upon in the health of their body. I know people who have not gone to the dentist in years, in years, and I can just imagine not what only their mouth looks like, but, you know, also the, the health. They tend not to be the healthiest people that I know either. And so just that one fact of correlating, you know, if your teeth aren't healthy and well and you're, you have periodontal disease, well, just guess what? That's something you can see. What are you actually not seeing that's below the surface that looks just as bad. So that's really, really fascinating and, and interesting information for for everyone to utilize, right? Right, and this isn't really, as you say, this is really not alternative anymore. The traditional medicine recognizes the uh, connection between periodontal disease and heart disease. Uh, so this is not uh, an alternative. Uh, I mean, it's recognized by traditional medicine, too. And so the health of the mouth is really, really important. There, you know, there, there are people that have done thermograms, uh, thermography, looking at heat patterns uh, uh, in women with, uh, as an example, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And many, many times uh, you will find issues, abnormal thermograms in the mouth in these breast cancer patients uh, on the same side as the uh, breast cancer lesion. So uh, oh. you've really got to get a healthy, healthy mouth. Uh, you've got to look at getting the fillings out. You've got to look at uh, uh, root canals that could be problematic, and you've got to remove periodontal disease. And uh, that's a huge thing. And uh, not that many uh, alternative or integrative doctors really pay that much attention to the mouth, too. That was a big thing that we learned uh, in this German biological medicine when I first got into this in the, uh, in the late 80s is uh, pay attention to your mouth. Wow. You know, you mentioned something that actually hits home for me. I um, actually spent four hours yesterday at the dentist having some um, some some dental repair to a couple of molars in the back of my mouth. And basically the process was they, they did what they needed to do to fix the teeth, but then also I was waiting for them because they actually make the crowns, and then when you leave you don't have to come back. It's pretty much you know, a done deal. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned root canals, and I have, since I was a kid, I've always had horrible teeth. My teeth are really weak. You know, I know that, and I, I take really good care of them, and I do everything that, you know, they recommend. Sometimes I try and go overboard because I know that. But I do have a couple of root canals. Can you tell me <laughs> why right. I should be concerned about because, you know, I've gotten rid of all the silver fillings that I had when I was a kid. Um, so I've got that taken care of. But, you know, I'm thinking, right. oh, my goodness, I have root canals. What, what do I need to know? Well, you know, look, 
I would say, first of all, not all Ruganelles are problematic, <laughs> uh, number one. And number two is uh, you strike me as somebody that's got the other parts of their life working pretty well. I mean, you're eating well, you're exercising, your toxicity is low, you're probably taking the proper supplements. And so when you look at that, well, uh, you've got a lot more positive things going than you've got a possible negative with the root canal. So, But in a person who doesn't have those things gone, the root canal becomes uh, just the next stressor. So now instead of four, you've got five major things firing. Uh, so I'd say that they they really need to be uh, evaluated uh, by, a, you know, we call them biological dentists, dentists that really uh, are more tuned into these issues. Uh, and uh, again, not all of them are bad. And again, uh, if you've got the rest of your thing going pretty well. I mean, your lifestyle, your hormonal balance, this proper supplements, nutrition, exercise. Then the root canal may not be as big a deal. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, with you know, as an example, breast cancer patients, they're really lacking a lot in those areas. Or so people with cancer, uh, they right. really don't have the optimal diet, and they don't have the optimal uh, uh, maybe pur purpose, passion, gratitude, and you know, they may not. They'd be weak in a lot of lifestyle areas, inner areas. Uh, toxicity areas, hormonal areas, and in that case, the root canal becomes another stressor that kind of right. sends them over the top. So it's it's a little tricky, but it sounds like to me that uh, well, I'll tell you what, you come down to LA and we'll uh, we'll check that part out for you. It's a date. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's a date. That's wonderful. Now, um, I I also know that at the American Health Institute, you guys have several programs. You have a lot of good things. And when I like to use the word yummy because that kind of gives people more of a um, visual, you know, something yummy is like an ice cream sundae or, you know, that, you know, warm, nice, fresh biscuit or something really just really, really yummy. And one of the things that I saw um, when I was on your website was this program that you guys have that sounded really yummy to me, and it's called the Younger You Program. Is um, that something you can tell us more about? Well, sure. It's The, uh, the Younger You Program is designed uh, to, uh, as an anti-aging program, number one, and, you know, we've already talked about the, the key elements that go into a successful anti-aging approach. Uh, the other part of the Younger You program is my wife, whose uh, basic uh, training has been, she's a Ph.D. psychologist, uh, basic training has been in mind-body medicine, and especially in regards to cancer patients. She's been dealing with uh, identifying the emotional stressors uh, that occur in people who get cancer, and more importantly, or as important, in uh, the emotional reactions uh, to people with cancer and how can they deal with their emotional reactions. You know, fear is such a huge uh, issue with cancer. Right. Think, uh, everybody, you know, the first second they have the pain anywhere, and most of these people are healthy, they, they, you know, they conclude that they have cancer. And so there's a global fear of cancer, and then the person with cancer has, you know, obviously, the fear of death, and is surrounded by people who are fearful of cancer. So right. My, my, uh, my wife's expertise has been involved in uh, channeling or, or, or uh, turning that fear into a, a more positive uh, emotion, a more positive attitude. And again, that approach, the mind-body approach to cancer, uh, can be used in any kind of mind-body approach to anti-aging. Uh, you know, anti-aging is, is basically the approach to cancer is to get people to not think of the cancer and to start moving into health. Not easy, uh, especially when you're taking tests every uh, few months to see if you have cancer or not. Right. But ultimately, the anti-aging approach to anybody will be a successful approach to uh, a person with cancer. And so the Younger You combines that uh, combination of reducing toxicity, uh, focusing on lifestyle, focusing on proper supplements, uh, improving your health at the same time as addressing uh, our unique uh, mental, emotional needs. I mean, we all have needs. We have we have needs for certainty in our life. We have needs for variety in our life. Right. Uh, we all want to be. We all want to be significant. Uh, we all want to have a connection. We want, we want to be loved. Uh, we want to grow, and we want to contribute. Right. And frequently, if you look at people who are not doing well, uh, those six areas are quite challenged. And so those are the areas that, uh, you know, we try to address in the Younger You program. And, 
my wife being uh, really outstanding in what she does in that area. Wow. So you guys do now. Is it mostly? Um, is it mostly? Give you give the name of your wife. Uh, my wife is uh, Dr. Janet Ranicky, H R A N I C K Y, and her website is drranicky.com. And uh, she can just click on her website, and there's a wealth of information uh, for people with cancer. Uh, again, the information is uh, mind body information, uh, mental emotional information. Uh, but th this is what people need to look at. And uh, again, uh, she's available for consultation. And uh, if you go to her website, you'll also see that you know when, when the next program coming up is. Thank you, because I, I think, I mean, I know the show really wasn't about cancer, but it is um, about helping people to live the blissful life that they deserve and, and desire. And any information that we can give to help people feel better, be better, do better is very important to, you know, it's a global thing. It, it will spread, and, and, you know, one day I hope we all are living happily ever after, but um, right now that just seems to be a fairy tale. That's <laughs> a challenge, that's for sure. It definitely is. Um, now, you mentioned um, about vitamins and supplements, and a lot of people tend to go to the nearest store or Whole Foods or health food store, wherever, and they, you know, just pick a bunch of things that are recommended or they heard something or, you know, basically what I'm saying is a lot of people go there and they pick choices that are, may not necessarily be beneficial to them. They're just picking based on the newest in thing that someone told them that worked for them. Are there certain vitamins and supplements that you recommend um, people take or start taking? And if so, which ones and why? Uh, sure. Uh, certainly recommend vitamin C. Uh, vitamin C is uh, uh, the highest concentration of vitamin C is in the adrenal glands of all the organs in the body. We don't make vitamin C as humans don't make vitamin C. And so vitamin C does a whole, uh, a lot of different uh, things for the body, but especially strengthening the adrenal glands. It's an antioxidant, and uh, we've all heard the concept of free radicals. Uh, vitamin C is key, I would say, two to 4,000 a day, say 2,000 twice a day. Vitamin D is more than a vitamin. Vitamin D is a hormone. Uh, vitamin D is an immune system stimulant. And usually 2,000 to 4,000 of vitamin D a day, it's fat soluble, so you want to take your vitamin D with a meal. Uh, a multivitamin, I think, is really, really key. Uh, you know, I like this. Uh, you can get it at Whole Foods. You can get it online. Uh, it's called Olaloa, O-L-A. L-O-A, and it's uh, a multivitamin, multimineral, Olaloa Energy, it's called. Uh, it comes in orange or cran raspberry or tropical. Uh, and it's the advantage of Olaloa is it has a lot of methyl groups, and methyl groups in the form of folic acid and B12 uh, help the liver detoxify. So as a multi, I think Olaloa is great. Uh, I think everybody should have a high-quality fish oil. Carlson's is good. Uh, Nordic Naturals are good. Uh, and uh, I think everybody should probably take CoQ10. Uh, the, uh, a lot of people in our culture are being treated for high cholesterol, mm -hmm. and statin drugs tend to deplete the body of CoQ10. And so CoQ10 is a great supplement, about 100 milligrams a day for a lot of people. Some people go with 200 milligrams a day. And, uh, you know, I think those are the, you know, trying to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, the multivitamin mineral with all the lower, the extra uh, C, uh, the extra D, uh, fish oils. And again, if you're depressed and or you know have a lot of stress in your life, uh, your body gets depleted of magnesium. Oh, uh, yeah. So an additional magnesium supplement would be pretty important, uh, either in a glycinate, G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E, or a citrate form. Uh, those are well-absorbed uh, forms of magnesium. So again, without you know, we could we could spend two hours going over a lot more supplements. But <laughs> right. I think if you did those basics, uh, you'd be in a good you'd be in a good place from a supplemental point of view. That's great. That's very good information. I just kind of want to repeat for the audience what you mentioned. You mentioned vitamin C, very important. That helps to strengthen our adrenal glands, which is you know the ones that um, really kick in when we're under tremendous amounts of stress. 
and we actually deplete them. Vitamin D, great. You need to take that with a meal. Multi, good multivitamin, the one he recommended um, that you can obtain at Whole Foods. Whole Foods is everywhere. And you, you can also order that online, all the lower, uh, oh. and it's probably cheaper if you order it online. Uh, oh, yeah. Wonderful. So there's a. Uh, yeah, it's a lot cheaper online, and uh, again, everybody wants to, you know, if you can do it that way, why not? Because you'll be taking it for a while. Right. Uh, sure. And then the omega-3, and then the right. um, CoQ10, 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams a day, as well as if you're feeling a little depressed, uh, magnesium is good for that. Do you recommend any of the B vitamins? I mean, I know you can, you know, you said you can... Um, you know, we could talk about, we could just do a show, three shows about vitamins and supplements. But I know a lot of times people come to me and they say, well, so-and-so, or my doctor recommended, you know, I've been feeling a little down, depressed, anxious, or whatever. My doctor recommended, you know, B6 and B12 or B. Do you recommend any of the B complex? I do. Uh, if you're, you know, if there's, again, back to that word of stress. Right. It seems to deplete the B vitamins. Uh, we use a lot of injectable B vitamins. Uh, okay. Believe it or not, some people do great on a B complex, where others actually do great on a B12, and we can actually test for the difference. But uh, injections of B12 or B complex uh, can actually be even more beneficial than uh, taking them in an oral form. Uh, so yes, B, the Bs are very important, and uh, uh, but there's some people who swear by you know the B shots, and right. so uh, and I think we all are aware of that. And again, it's hard to tell who gets the benefit. It's more like try it and see, you know, how that affects right, you. Right, right. Now, I I know with um, a lot of people that come in to me, I, I just want to address this, and I'm sure I want to get your take on it, too, that people come in, and sometimes they expect to feel better overnight, and I have to let them know that it's a process. It was a process for you to get this way, and it's, a pro it's going to be a process to help you feel better. Do you often get people that come in and want to feel better, like, right now and, you know, just give me everything and, you know, let me gobble it up so I can feel better right now? Right. Well, you know, I think that's – first of all, I think that's great. I think it's great for anyone to come in to expect to feel better. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great to have them say, well, look, I want to feel better right now. Uh, and I've had uh, many a patient who felt a whole lot better leaving the office after the two-hour first visit mm -hmm. uh, than they did coming in. So. Again, it's an individual thing, uh, mm -hmm. but I like it when people expect to feel better because, uh, as you know, in life, uh, uh, you're more able to love or able to get something accomplished if you expect it to happen first. Exactly. And so uh, I think it's a great, a great attitude, and I, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's also the indicator that those people are willing to take action. Um, because they took the action to come in, which is something out of the norm instead of going, say, to the, you know, regular practitioner, GP down the street. You know, they actually come in and seek an alternative way to help them feel better. And those those people do tend to take action. And those that do take action, you know, do see the results. It's like you can't, I can't come into you and you tell me what to do and then I don't do anything and think I'm going to feel better. Well, it's, you know... It generally doesn't work that way. I, at least I haven't discovered the miracle for that to happen. So, um, <laughs> so it's just been um, it's just been fabulous talking to you, and I could talk to you forever because um, you speak my language. Um, but that would be kind of selfish, and well, and that would probably put me out of balance because I don't want to be selfish. <laughs> so um, well, we could work it out. Oh, you're so sweet. I, I just adore you. Um, I, I want people to know um, how they, you know, and I don't know if this is something you're interested in, but and you did say you're in L.A., um, but how can people find out more about you? I know you, you've been, you know, mentioned in many of Suzanne Summers' books. Um, you're, you've published, I, I've seen articles that you've published. Um, you you belong on to different medical societies, which shows that you're still connected and involved in the community. How can people find out more about you or, you know, the American Health Institute? Sure. You can go to my website, uh, which is uh, www.drgalitzer.com, G-A-L-I-T-Z-E-R. And uh, there's, a, you know, there are programs on the website. Uh, I've I've created uh, a lot of homeopathic and herbal formulas 
uh, called the Younger You Formulas, uh, which people can actually take uh, in conjunction with anything else they're doing with their, with their doctors. And uh, we've seen some really great results uh, with these formulas. So the information is there. All the interviews with Suzanne's latest, uh, last eight books are there. Uh, chapters I've written are there. Uh, book, there's a free ebook uh, on the website for patients to uh, get more familiar with this type of medicine. So there's a great amount of information that uh, people can benefit from uh, just by going to drgallitzer.com. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. And and I want you guys to take advantage of the free ebook. Um, go to his site, check it out. It it has a lot of good stuff, especially like the the products and just the information available on his site for you is, is phenomenal. But who all we all love to get something free and this free gift that he has for you on the site is is you know, going to be really beneficial to you in helping you discover that you can be healthy and well. And there's many ways to do that. And, you know, Dr. Michael here offers a, offer, offers us a way that has been very successful with the people he worked with. And, and he speaks my language, and, and we're just in synchronicity. So I just want to take this time to thank you once again, Dr. Michael Galitzer. And, um, it's been a pleasure to have you as a guest. Uh, I think you've given the audience or the listeners a ton of information that I never expected to get out of you. I just thought we were going to have this conversation, and you just gave so much more than that. And so it's just from the bottom of my heart, I just want to thank you for taking time out to do this, and I know the listeners appreciate all the information. Well, Rochelle, it's been great talking to you. And in conclusion, as Bob Dylan said, may we all stay forever young. Oh, yes. I wish I had that record to play right now because <laughs> I love it. But, yes, and what a wonderful way to close out the show. I um, have been – it's been a pleasure to be here with you all today, and I hope you enjoyed the information. Like I said, there's so many things, so much that was given today that you can utilize to help you bring – a more balanced and stress-free life into your life so that you can live blissfully. I am Rochelle Lawson, your host, the queen of feeling fabulous, and you have been listening to Blissful Living. Have a wonderful day, and may you have health and wellness, love, peace, and joy in your heart. Goodbye. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.